see, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking Hello, all of this Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week, my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rottermill. To the dome. <laughs> Prep the God Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. Your boy, Elroy. And sitting to my right, we have the voice that runs the place. The European champion, Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. <laughs> <laughs> From Bangor, Maine, Alo Aaron Lloyd. <laughs> Who created that? Crap. <laughs> I've been gearing up for the last half hour to be able to say that without laughing. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe next I'll show up Men- on time. Mentally, <laughs> mentally prepping? Yeah, that would help. Uh, help. Yeah, Prep had the idea of just like throwing the nicknames at you this week. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not even sure if I remember them all. And then he threw the Alo. We call him Halo. The lady called Balo. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to say that. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to say it. I it, it thoroughly enjoyed the way you reacted to it. Uh, so, yes, welcome to the show. I really think some, when my best friend hears this, that's going to be a thing. Oh, it, it may very well be. <laughs> uh, we are heading into Survivor Series. It is one week from Sunday. Uh, I've been saying for how many weeks? That Jinder Mahal is the 50th and final WWE champion. WWE has now crowned their 51st champion. No, we'll no, get to no, that in a moment. No, no. He's, no, AJ's... Oh, that's right. AJ's been champion already. That's true. Well, th- he's not the last. Yeah. There's that. Um, we'll get to that in a moment, though. Um, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. The Perfect Edge. Uh, we have a couple unsanctions that should be coming out within the next week or so. A throwback coming out on Monday. What show was it again? Survivor Series 02? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. A huge help. And Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes. If you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can go to collinnebo.com and use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. And if you like wrestling, wrestling gifts, they can come right to your door. Go to WrestleCrate.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a, hell, that, it's a hell of a deal. Is WrestleCrate, is that the only promo code working for WrestleCrate, too? Of course. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything else is obsolete. Yeah, nothing else works. <laughs> We're rendering every promo <laughs> yes. code obsolete yeah. across the internet. Yeah. All right. Um, should I just do Ronnie versus the world right now and get it out of the way? Let's, dun, dun, dun. let's start it off. Let's start it off there. It's not a negative one this week. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll enjoy this. Yes. I have, not too long ago, maybe like over the summer or early spring, I made an adjustment to my Mount Rushmore and added Chris Jericho on it, who was not on my original one. He replaced Ric Flair. Making another adjustment to my Mount Rushmore. It's not really even my Rushmore. It's just my all-time ranking. For, I want to say, 15 years, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, has been my number one of all time. And this morning I decided that number one all time is now Chris Jericho. (laughs) It was not an easy decision, but I was just thinking about it. This whole thing with Kenny Omega. He's now going to go to New Japan. That promo, or that vignette, whatever you want to call it, was awesome. 
I don't know anyone else in WWE right now who would do that, who would have the credibility to do that. Um, I look at HBK, we've always talked about, he's had these two distinct, like, great runs in WWE. Well, WWF and WWE. But Chris Jericho's had so many different incarnations in so many different places. Um, like, I don't know how many people that were successful in during the Monday Night Wars would be able to come back now and be maybe even more successful and more entertaining. Um, he's entertained me more than anyone else in the wrestling business other than Vince McMahon. Um, yeah, I, I, he has to be my number one. I just don't think there's anyone that quite matches what he did. He's not the biggest draw ever. He's not the biggest name ever. But I think he is the greatest of all time. He's the best in the world at what he does. <laughs> Any thoughts from anyone? The Alpha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel you're very free with your, your Rushmore. You're very... Um, so he jumped from four to one. You're very slutty yeah. with your Rushmore. Yeah, well, when I, when I really think about it, I'm always willing to like change my mind or have a new idea. And that was what I thought. I was like, I, I think he deserves it. I think he definitely he, deserves it. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's done some things that, like you said, I mean, you, made, you stated a very passionate case. So it's hard to argue with you <laughs> in, 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 that, in that, that, that sense. So Yes, and that is no slight to Shawn Michaels. He has done nothing to... Other than the Colonel Sanders thing, which I don't, I don't blame him for. Or that movie. The movie, I don't blame him for that either. <laughs> Gavin Stone or yeah. whatever it was. He was breathtaking in that. Was he? Have you, have you Shawn seen Shawn Michaels, it? yeah. I mean, bits <laughs> and pieces. Just, just the, bits and pieces. Meaning like the preview? <laughs> yeah. An extended preview. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, that was Ronnie versus the world. I just think he's, from, for me personally, he's the greatest of all time. So what would it be? Jericho... And Jericho one, Michaels two, Macho Man three, Foley four. That's my that's my current top that's, four. That's where it stands right now. That is where it stands right now. I can dig it. Yeah, it, it would have been easy for me to to watch that thirty for thirty on Ric Flair and then swing and swing, swing a vote. <laughs> but no, Chris Jericho, especially with the last you know year plus, has earned that designation. Bill Bill found a way to make his way to go around Marshmore yet. Has who? No. Bill? No. No. He, he might. He might work his way on mine with his next run. <laughs> was it? Was that sacrilege for me to put Jericho number one? No. J- especially with his latest run, like I could see a lot of people now pushing for Jericho as one of the greatest of all time. I don't see why not. I mean, wrestling is subjective. We said all the time, and I had CM Punk on my <laughs> Mount Rushmore, so it's like. Yeah, I, I just kind of came to that conclusion. I watched that segment with Omega, and I was like, is there anything that this guy cannot... And it was awesome. It's not even like it was just cool because he did it. It was just really good. Like, whether it was a novelty or not, that would have been really like a really good moment. Yeah, and who else can transition from being away from Japan for so long and come back and everybody kind of lose it like Jericho can? Yeah. And I'm just, like, real glad that... This is happening on New Japan territory instead of WWE territory, so they so they won't be handcuffed to that whole WWE style thing. They can just go out in New Japan and just go. Yeah. So, so like I'm not the biggest New Japan guy because like, I don't get the channels and I don't <clears throat> dig and search. But if you tell me a match that's really good, I'll watch it. A match like And this. if something sells it, and I'll definitely watch this. Yeah, like he just made Wrestle Kingdom a bigger deal than it already would have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I watched it. For the last three years, but this one is like must see television. I might 
watch it live. Like, yeah, really? Because I always watch it spoiled, and it kind of like, okay, I expect Tanahashi and Okada to right. have a five star match, like whatever. But um, to see Ken and honestly, I don't even think it's gonna be some sort of like amazing match because Jericho's clearly past his prime. Yeah, he's like good anybody still, who but thinks this is gonna be like Okada level match. No, it's not. But it's just the spectacle of it and seeing Chris Jericho outside of the WWE and knowing that with this cruise that he has, he's obviously going to go to Ring of Honor for mm-hmm. a little bit. Can you imagine, like, if he comes to Ring of Honor in Philly in oh that small God. arena, yeah. like, front row tickets going to be real expensive. <laughs> <back. laughs> yeah, they will be. But I think this is awesome. I couldn't be more excited. I'm happy that, like, he's getting to go and, like, do something different. Um, yeah, I think he deserves it. So, my new number one. I hope he wears MMA shorts and just, like, completely <laughs> switches it up. They are, they are starting to play Fozzie on WMR now as well. Are they really? Is, which is, it's made it into rotation um, regular radio. So, everything's coming up roses for Chris Jericho. It's, it's another bell on his cap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go to the cruise. I don't know about y'all. I don't have the money for it. but <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But you, I think you will. When, when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll make it happen somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, getting into the lead-up to Survivor Series, we've been told a million times, it is the one time of the year where Raw faces off against SmackDown. So, I don't even see a point in breaking up and reviewing each of the two shows. I think we'll just kind of go, like, match by match and just talk Hit about the main what points. on either show. I, don't, I just don't see any reason to split them up. So... We mentioned a new, not the 51st, but a new WWE champion. Jinder Mahal is officially, as of right now, no longer the last champion. No great Maharaja. Yes, we now, instead of Jinder Mahal against Brock Lesnar, ti- not title versus title, but... Got P1. We now have AJ Styles against Brock Lesnar. First things first. Uh, for, wait, for, for, wait, for at the... Main event of SummerSlam, as Corey Graves said. <laughs> did he say that? <laughs> yes, he did at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, first things first. Did any of the th- quick yes or no? Did any of the three of you think AJ was going to win this match? Yes, I did. Once it got an- once it randomly got announced, I heard spoilers that it was going to happen this way, which is kind of unfortunate because I like to see it play out. But my expectations were AJ was going to take the title. Well, yeah, on Monday, obviously there were spoilers, and I was like. It's kind of disappointing that something like that happens on a day when everyone is going to find out before it happens. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot away from it. Obviously, they announced after he won it was the first time the title changed hands outside of North America. Then it was like, oh, now I know why they did that because it's something else they can like throw in there. Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't what? think so. Um, avid listener of the show, Brian Gerard James, mm-hmm. th- thanks to Elite Collector 215. <laughs> He, he he actually tagged the Matt Madness account on Instagram saying, huh, SmackDown announced, WWE announces this while I'm listening to the Matt Madness podcast from two weeks ago. <laughs> so Brian Gerard James, oh, you you didn't know. <laughs> he doesn't even have to call somebody. No, he, he doesn't have to, to call somebody. Ma- continue listening yeah, to Matt continue, Madness. Just continue. For his best booking decision. Yeah, so I, I created that because I told I told you guys weeks ago, Nobody cares about Jinder versus Brock. Like, like wrestling fans, they they could be real hypocritical because P 
people be like, oh, this chamber, cha- chamber, chamber thing, chamber versus thing doesn't make sense. Like, like Eric, he was saying, this doesn't make sense. Like, it does make sense. You just don't care about Brock versus Gender. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's it makes about, sense in the <coughs> scheme of the yeah, pay per view. It's champ yeah. versus champion. You have your two, these two shows going at it, and you have the two champions going, the two main champions going at it, which is supposed to be like who's the better guy? It's supposed to be it's supposed to be the biggest star versus the, on, on Raw versus the biggest star on SmackDown. And you weren't getting but, that with Gender. Yeah, you were not getting that with Gender. If I, I said if you put AJ in there, people would care, and your whole opinion would change. Like even when they would say. Oh, they're looking for a special referee. Would it be John Cena, Austin, or The Rock? That may that would not help that match as a referee. Like that whole special referee thing, especially if if you're not around, is really over overrated because you're just thrown in there. And you make and it makes no sense. You're just basically trying to use somebody else to sell this match as the referee when it shouldn't be that. The referee should add to the match and not just be the focal point of it. And that's what adding one of those guys would have been. But nobody cares about gender versus Brock. Like everybody's complaining about. How they hate gender? Me, he doesn't bother me. But AJ winning the title and me creating this <laughs> makes it makes like Raw like Raw Spider-Man, They did they gave so much spark in the Survivor Series for me and this whole week because I think they did a lot of good things. Like there's a couple things I got there's one thing I got mad at, but I like what I think they're going to do, and we'll get to that shortly. But I'm really more excited for Survivor Series than I was last week because they did a lot of things to actually build more interest. Yeah, this alone was enough to make me more excited. Yeah, that just pushes pushes that bar a, a, a lot further up. I mean, I can't get past the feeling that that's not going to be the match. I, I don't know why. I feel like they're going to throw some kind of caveat into it, but it makes me more interested to see AJ versus Brock than Jinder because Jinder just doesn't – I mean, he's not bad, but he doesn't get me excited. Yeah, I'm not anti-Jinder. I just think what they just didn't do anything interesting or entertaining with him for the last – what four months that he's had the title? Um, yeah, four or five. Four or five months, and it seems like four or five years to me. <laughs> uh, prep your thoughts on all this. Yeah, I'm real glad that uh, BG James, Brian Gerard, <laughs> they listens to the show, and when I meet him in ten days, he can have an autographed eight by ten for the low price of thirty dollars. <laughs> oh, oh God, thirty dollars. Low price. Steal. Low, low price of thirty dollars for, for Elroy. Fifty for the group picture. <laughs> Fifty for the group. Yeah. He might get a shirt. Maybe. But, <laughs> I mean, AJ Styles, what can we say? I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last. You know, they can go and switch the title back next week. But the way Jinder talked on Instagram makes me think, like, he's going to take some time off. Like, he could say, like, yeah, I'm not suspended. Yeah, I'm not hurt, which is fine. But you might need some time off of TV anyway because everybody's tired of you already. Yeah. Yeah, because my thing was, I know when the spoiler leaked out, Laugh said all was right in the world, but I told him, don't be shocked if you see the title switch back after Survivor Series because the whole India tour is coming. Now, like I said, nobody cared about Jinder facing Brock Lesnar because it wasn't important, but it's the saddest thing that the guy that was WWE champion isn't on Survivor Series. Well, he was on champion for six He was champion for six months. He's not going to be on Survivor Series, won't be missed, might not even be a part of the show. It's not important. Yeah. The guy who who was your champion for six months, and he will not even be missed. Yeah, nobody's gonna care that he's not there. Yeah, and if he's not on SmackDown the week after, nobody's gonna care. Yeah, or we got to that, or we got to that. Nobody's gonna really care. I'll and he's care. A champion for six <laughs> months. I'll miss Jinder. You're the only. You're the only one. Well, who will miss it's perfect slow g- well, well, soul glow hair. Well, you yeah. can go. Watch, well, you can go watch <laughs> Mystery Men and see him there. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I do Mystery think... Mystery Men's a good flick. <laughs> it's a good flick. Love that movie. How long of a match is Brock versus AJ? Remember how excited we were for Dean versus Brock? Mm-hmm. And how disappointing that was? Mm-hmm. Well, buckle up, boys. <laughs> About to fall asleep during another Brock match. Yeah, that's. Kind I of truly hard. hope that's not the case. I, I really hope. I mean, I, AJ can get in there with anyone and kind of, kind of, kind of make it interesting. And I hope they like, give him the ability to do that. Uh, if it's a squash match, it's just a waste. Yeah, uh, we might as well before we move on. Like, what did you guys think of the AJ gender match? I thought it was good. It was actually really good. Yeah, gender looked strong. You know, portraying that heel character. Obviously, the Singh brothers, and then. I always pop for the spot where AJ like leaps over the ropes mm-hmm. to the outside and does yeah. the forearm. So anytime I see that, that's an automatic boost for me. And then him taking out the Singh brothers and getting some space to finally pin gender looked really good. I f- AJ bumped all over the pace to win that title. Right. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he was hurt. Yeah, yeah. Corey Grace feeding you the Vince McMahon lines. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like gender did look strong. Like he was like relentless. Like him, the way he threw AJ on the table. I also thought he looked smart. Like there were a lot of times he cut off AJ's offense, like certain spots. Oh, that yeah, AJ he kicked does him where, in the shin and dropped him on his face. Yeah, there was that one. There was when uh, I forget what it's called when he does like all the strikes in a row. Mm-hmm. It's got a name. I don't remember what it's called, but like he caught that in the middle of it. Um, he there was a lot of times when Jinder like it looked like he had him well scouted. And Is it, it was the like, phenomenal flurry? Or I don't know. Like Could that. Be. Something ridiculous. That sounds like a. A uh, milkshake at a McDonald's. That's, it's that's something sounds, like that. That sounds like, like what Vince would want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phenomenal yeah. flurry. Yeah. Uh, Alo, your thoughts on the gender AJ match? Well, we always said when gender defends the title, the matches get bland. But at the same time, when he did defend the titles against the same guys over and over again, he feuded with Orton for two to three months. He fought Nakamura for two months. And AJ was actually refreshing. AJ is a better worker than all of them. And AJ's smaller, so he'll bump differently. So... AJ was a part of making Jinder actually look really good. And like I said, Jinder was, when he did wrestle, he was booked properly as that weasel heel, had the Singh brothers, and it kind of built that moment for AJ to actually overcome because, like I said, everybody wanted, well, most people wanted AJ to beat Jinder. So right. it's like it was it was kind of earned. The crowd was pretty live in yeah. this match. Yeah, crowd loved it. Like the, the reaction they had when AJ put his foot on the rope was, like, insane. Yeah, and I guess it was from them running in the same place two days in a row. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole show, they were kind of flat until that main event. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to AJ and Jinder for pulling it back up. Yeah, we all know it can be a, a long couple days when they're in the same city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were there for uh, four straight days, and it was pretty rough. Yeah, it's not easy to get through, not especially when it's it's not even like it was a pay per view. It was just the the two weekly shows. Uh, I thought it was a good match. I'm I'm glad that if that's the last match Jinder has as champion, I'm glad that he went out having what was arguably his best match. Best match in his yeah, run. Best match in his run for sure. Um, I hope that you know what I feel bad for him in a sense because they gave him a chance. You know. There was only so much he can do. He was real limited. He wasn't good on the mic. He he had somewhat of a character, but they just kept feeding him the same script. So I don't really blame him for that. But um, I hope that he has some career after this, you know. Like, 
clearly we think we he'll fall fall off the card because SmackDown has so much talent that he really doesn't fit in. Right. But I hope they find a place for him. Like, I'd rather can. I'd rather see him than Dolph Ziggler right now. Me too. So I think of little stuff like that, and I'm like, imagine like, well, no, because I want Bobby Roode to turn heel. <laughs> but just pick some random face, him versus gender, just let it rock, you know, for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't be against seeing gender in a somewhat prominent role again. I, and I don't think it's even an indictment on him that what he did on the mic wasn't good. I think it was just more they didn't give him anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been better, and it should have been better, and it, it's not his fault. It just got redundant at times is my only issue. Um, it's kind of the same stuff recycled in different forms. Every time. Yeah, same, same exact promo, promo. Every week for six months. <laughs> Uh, One other thing that I wanted yeah. to say though, mm-hmm. the way AJ took the Coloss, yeah, that's the best that move has ever looked. Yeah, and uh, it's not the first time that he made something look the best it's ever looked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Intercontinental Championship versus the United States Championship, the Miz versus Baron Corbin. Currently, um, was Corbin on the show? He was not on SmackDown this week. No. And they haven't done anything since Sin they Cara's the title. fine. Like they, yeah, he's, he's the title match is next week. He wrestled tonight. Did he? Yeah. Did you see the picture of like Baron Corbin? Mm. He like stomped on his leg, and it looked like Sin Cara broke his oh, ankle. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, he wrestled tonight, so so he's not injured. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was someone else under the mask because he has the tattoo. Right. Um, <laughs> kind of yeah. dropped the ball on this one. Well, yeah, Corbin has been. Is, is I mean, off I, TV. I understand why they took it off AJ and they wanted to give it to Corbin because they want to push AJ up to a more prominent role, which now he's a title holder. Makes sense. But you move the title from AJ, you give it to Corbin, you expect him to see maybe a kind of push in a way, and they haven't really done much with him. No, he's just had a, a weird match with Kalisa, or with Kalisa, with Sin Cara three weeks in a row. But The Miz has <laughs> Kurt Angle as a guest on Miz TV. He accused Kurt. Of setting up Daniel Bryan, much like he set up the Miztourage the previous Monday night. Um, Curtis Axel looked like, I think his name was Flick. Do you remember? Have you seen the Christmas story, Alo? Yeah. Prep, have you seen the Christmas story? Bits and pieces. Okay. How well, do you not? The scene when Flick sticks his tongue to the telephone pole. <laughs> and after the fire department detaches him and everything, he's sitting in the desk. With, like, all the bandages uh, on his tongue. And the teacher's, like, reprimanding all the kids, saying, what you people did to poor Flick. And he's sitting there looking so pathetic. That's what Curtis Axel looked like to me. Like, that's all I could think of was he looked like Flick after he got his tongue stuck to the, the telephone pole. Um, the Miz sold, like, that Kurt Angle is, like, fighting for his job and he'll do anything. And, like, he wouldn't put anything past him. Um, and then Kurt ultimately says, like, I got Braun Strowman on this team because I promised him a match with you. And the Miz's face <laughs> and reaction he was, was priced. Begging and pleading yeah. for his life. Just like the, the quivering lip. Just please, Kurt. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Um, led to Braun basically just monster handling the Miz Tourage. Even though Kane, for whatever reason, came out and got involved in it, didn't stop Strowman. They don't like each other. Yeah. And the last thing I'll mention about this before you guys give any thoughts on it. At one point during the match, Michael Cole mentioned that Braun was throwing the Miz around like the wrestling buddies he used to play with back in the day. Now, Michael Cole, I'm 38 years old. (laughs) Michael Cole is 11 years older than me. Wrestling buddies came out in like 1991. 
Michael Cole would have been 21 or 22 years old when he was play- allegedly playing with wrestling buddies. You can't imagine him with his frosted hair in the back playing with wrestling buddies? I, I don't know. It, it's disturbing either way. I can. And I'm sure he's made some adjustments to his wrestling because buddies. He either, was, my drift. he either was told to say that and he's lying, or he was a weird guy in his early 20s playing with wrestling buddies. Given those know. options, I, I think I know which one I'd rather. I, I think I'd go with there. What, that he was lying or that he was a weirdo? A weirdo. Okay. <laughs> it would probably be the most prevalent option. Yeah. Does anybody think Kane has any, any business being involved in any of this? No. No. Not at all. He should uh, be running in his gubernatorial race. <laughs> the Miz's entrance was great. It was. <laughs> he was terrible. When he snuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, I mean, that was a good running theme on Raw the previous week was him... Like, just trying to get anything he could do to get out of there. And, like, I liked Bo's attempt to be inspirational in the locker room. <laughs> and actually, like, I don't know. I don't think we could do this. Like, I've never seen anything like that. And then he kind of buys in a little bit at the end. Um, is The Miz going to have something going on with Strowman moving forward? Or do you think this is now over? I think it's over. I mean, I think it was just something to do to kind of end true. I mean, get Miz on TV, plus have Strowman involved. Um, and I think it was a way to build where they're going. But I don't think it has anything to do with long terms, my opinion. Anybody else think the Miz and Braun Strowman are touching again anytime soon? It'd be a fun program. I think <laughs> that Braun would win the title immediately, and then they'd feud for like a month or two. But I don't want to see it. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any need for it. I want to see Braun up again. Um, yeah, I would like to see that too. Um, other people, and like we said, there was nothing with Baron Corbin this week. Anything else you want to add about the Miz, Alo? So great. <laughs> great. It was so great. Like him just like taking those tiny steps to the ring. <laughs> like, oh, it was so great. But um, I think this is done. I think it'll be because Braun has to. Finish this thing with Kane. So I think he has his revenge done on the Miz. And Kane, since Kane came down, you got to pay that off sometimes. So I think it's going to be Braun and Kane. Do we see Kane on the SmackDown roster for Survivor Series? Who knows anymore? Because I, I mean, I, I just think about who are they going to have to counteract Braun Strowman at this point? Well, they. On the teams. They do have the final spot already taken now by John Cena. I guess that works. So Kane is out. Um, as far as I know, anyway. Um, Angle was trying to get a hold of Daniel Bryan to apologize. On SmackDown, Shane was adamant that Kurt Angle was responsible. I still think there's a chance that Shane was behind it. Yep. Are you, like, set on that now? Or just about, just, yeah. Do you what, guys agree? What makes you set on that? Just the way he, he was acting. Like, he was so nonchalant about it. I was like, oh, well, Daniel Bryan got attacked on Raw. We'll, we'll get we'll we'll get payback for that. There was like no emotion there was no emotion or nothing. It. There was no like anger. He just matter of factly said that it happened and we'll get him. Yeah, and then Daniel Bryan was basically yelling at um getting on Shane about just going under siege and not even telling him. So I guess Shane was wants Daniel Bryan out the picture. Said you don't like how I'm doing. I'm gonna get you out the picture. Am I the only one that thinks since the whole Survivor Series buildup started, Shane has been like cringe television. His promos yeah. aren't very good. Stuff he's saying is really... And, again, I can't blame him for these things. But, like, dude, your dad's, like, the owner of the company. 
Like, can you not say hashtag under siege? Like, that's so stupid. Why couldn't they just say, like, under siege? Why they have to throw the hashtag in there? I just think that's their... Unfortunately, like, we talk all the time about what the show used to be, what it is now. Like, Laugh has made the point, like, it's not for us anymore. It's, like, for his son. I think that they're only concerned. They're not really con- too concerned with TV ratings. They're not really concerned with how, like, the the super fans feel about it. They're concerned with getting traction on social media. They're concerned with getting new sponsorships. And they're concerned with growing the business, like, across the world. I think, like, the things that we care about just don't matter to them anymore. And, like, the, the whole hashtag thing, like, they, they want him to say hashtag under siege. And then 20 minutes later be able to put a little graphic on the screen saying, you know, hashtag under siege is now trending worldwide. Like, that's what their priorities are now, unfortunately. Yeah, like, I'm real curious because watching the UFC event this weekend, I found out that it for a UFC pay-per-view to do a million buys, it has to trend upwards of over two million uh, tweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine, like, how does it work for WWE? Because they're always trending, but I'm, I guarantee only, like, half a million people are watching or yeah, watching live, and then, like, other people just, like, fast-forward through the show. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched a live Raw in since the brand, since before the brand split. Um, maybe even before then. I just think the other problem for WWE is that they don't... Like, with UFC, if you get, like, UFC 217 trending, that's, like, one specific thing. WWE is trying to get like four or five different things that are completely unrelated to each other trending. And it's like, no, it like doesn't fit together at all. Um, but I do agree with you that Shane has been a little bit cringeworthy. I think part of that is his character is now like in the middle where he's like not babyface Shane, but he's not like mm-hmm. fully gone heel. He's like in this weird spot where it's he's transition. Like, he's like not anything. And I think that's odd. Do you think we see heel Shane, quote-unquote, Halo, before we get to Survivor Series? No. No. Do you think coming out of Survivor Series he's heel Shane or not really? I'm kind of up in the air if he'll join Owens and Zayn. Because I think Owens and Zayn are going to cross from the match, but at the same time, I also think that Shane was behind Daniel Bryan. So it's kind of up in the air because I can see both things happen, but I'm more... I don't even know which I'm, what I'm which one I'm more leaning to because I both feel strongly about both of the both of these things. Yeah, I I think we're going to eventually see it, but I don't think we'll get full on heel from Shane. Well, what's the most simplest one? The simplest one? Yeah, because that's what they'll do. <laughs> I guess the simplest one is that he was behind Daniel Bryan because they don't have to keep telling story anymore after that. Like they're but- just enemies, and that's. But how do you pay that off? I don't exactly. That, that, There's a lot of that, times they the don't pay stuff off. So I, I mean, they the just thing. in our heads they can't. But do they have something up their sleeve? Is Daniel Bryan gonna wrestle at some point in yeah. WWE? Because the simplest thing I think would be Owens and Zayn. Because if you do the the whole Shane thing, that's like a lot you have to play out, and then you have to do that over. Like that that could be a good thing for an extended period of time. But like Prep said, what's the payoff? 
Yeah, I, I don't know that they ever worry about how they pay nah. it off. They they just do it and then they figure they'll either continue with it or just drop it and hope no one notices. Yeah, uh, we had Jason Jordan beating Elias in a guitar and a pole match. Ugh. Uh, that's exactly how I feel. That sc- earned. I threw up a little bit in my mouth watching. <laughs> you missed and Elias. Must see uh, television. Yeah, Elias. Elias is incredible. And the video of him singing Wonderwall. I don't care if he's a heel on TV. Yeah. That with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson was amazing. It was. It was awesome. I love that he brought up Wonderwall on the show. Uh, yeah, I loved his segment, but yeah, any and anything on a pole match, I have no interest in at this point. Just throw anything on a pole and have it a match, and I'm and, out. Uh, yeah, it's but funny because it, uh, I was watching Monday Night Wars like the day before, really, and just remembering how bad the on a pole matches are. Yeah, it, and it's, Booker it's being so upset about this match happening. He was so mad. <laughs> Booker is great. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. He's good. 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 <laughs> like the way he hates Jason Jordan. Is great. It is great, and his like feud with Corey Graves is awesome too. <laughs> like that they're just going at each other. I don't get it because I think they sounded like they really were upset at each other. <laughs> that I I don't remember if it was this week or last week where Booker was like, "Watch yourself, young bull," or something like that. <laughs> Corey was like, "Just trying to state my opinion." Or yeah, something like Corey that. Graves is now in a Twitter beef with Piers Morgan. Really? Yeah, I think he must have said something about him on the show last night. And Piers Morgan tweeted something at him like, aren't you the guy who failed as a wrestler, so now you're an announcer? And he just stole Corey, that from Menzo. Yeah, and then Corey Graves went back at him. It, it turned into a, a thing. But he's not just, like, an announcer. He's, like, one of the best new announcers we've had in a while. And I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's a failed wrestler either. He didn't fail yeah. at wrestling. No. He was injured. They won't let him yeah, wrestle. Yeah, he's not medically cleared to wrestle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he would wrestle if he would have left. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Just like Um, everybody else does. Yeah. But Jason Jordan earned a spot on Team Raw for his big guitar on a pole match with Elias Sampson. You could tell he added something onto that swing, too. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He's like, oh, you jacked me up last week. I'm getting you back. His arm was jacked. Yeah, his arm was jacked, but he he really threw it at Yeah, you're not the only one who can swing the hell out of this guitar. (laughs) Um, Samoa Joe... Yes. Beat down Titus and Apollo challenged yes, anyone yes, in the locker yes. room. That's, this was good. This this is I love good Samoa segment. Joe. I'm so glad that he's back. Me too. I gloated about him last week on the show. I just want to continue that. This is my <laughs> weekly I love Samoa Joe segment. Okay. Stay tuned for Sami Zayn. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Samoa Joe is awesome. He is. Finn Balor answered the challenge. We had a double count out that led to a, a brawl up the ramp and on the stage. And now these guys have to coexist on Team Raw. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense coming it's, out and saying, you guys hate each other. That's what I went on my team. Yeah. I love it. I, I forgot how, how well they work together, but I was really scared. He was going up for the coup de grace, and I swore I was going to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime uh, he does the coup de grace, I just get terrified. Like, this AC going to break his ankle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He, I actually, I had that in my notes. I was going to ask if you think he should move on from the coup de grace. Well, he did it NXT, but then yeah, when he came, he to, when he came to Raw, they made him go back to the coup de grace because he was, he was using the 1916 because mm-hmm. he had stopped using the coup de grace. I guess it makes sense because on the main roster you have bigger opponents, so they always say make sure you have a move that you can use on anybody. 
So coup de gras, he can do that to whoever. Yeah. Dude, I'm just worried that it's gonna end up. He had a him. bunch of coup de gras. Not like not like the full on coup de gras, but he had like mini ones throughout the match too, and a lot of them were like, Oh geez. Yeah, yeah. I, I he's gonna twist his head. I worry that he's now. gonna actually get injured doing it at some point. Like I mean, when he landed on AJ. Ooh. Yeah. That looked rough. It did. This was a good match, and I just thought it came out of nowhere, and I would like to see a little more build to this. Um, solid for a TV match, but again, it just didn't make sense to put these two on a team you want them to win. They hate each other, and they can't even. They have to be pulled apart and held apart. Samoa Joe is a great promo too. He does that thing where like Jake Roberts always talks about it, where you talk really low, so mm-hmm. people like. But then he like strikes you with something like he screams real like I'm, i know people hate that but i kind of like that it kind of like keeps me paying attention and when he says what he screams it's usually something of substance like when he debuted on nxt when he came out and just looked at kevin owens yeah and he's like the tv after the tv stopped they put something on dot com where he was cutting a promo and he says like he's talking about him finally being in nxt and he says like I am Samoa Joe, and I am pro wrestling. Like <laughs> no, he he makes every word count. Mm-hmm. I like what he said here. I mean, he just said, I mean, before Finn Balor came out, he said, I don't care if you're athletic like Cruz or big like Titus, you're in my way, I'm taking you down. Yeah. Titus looking big. He is. You know, like, every, every word Samoa Joe says matters, and he does the raised voice the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, it actually... You don't hate it because he does it the right way. Yeah, um, yeah he just doesn't it, do it just to do it. Because like mm-hmm. he starts so smooth, and then the emphatic words he says it with so much emphasis, and it's, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, his promos are great. His in ring is great. His facials are great. The way he carries himself, like his, <laughs> the way his his swagger. So swagger, right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain way that you can carry yourself and that makes it count. Like, there's this guy in the UK who was on 205 Live. They they got the UK division there this week or whatever. And it's the first time we've seen these guys since January. Yeah. And you can tell that this guy was, like, trying to have a swagger. But, no, you just look dumb when you're trying. You just naturally have, like, that... The way you walk and the way your body moves and your all that stuff. Samojo has all that. Yeah, he he has that like down to a T. Like that's his character. He knows who he is. He knows how to get it across, and he he knows how to make you believe it. Yep, and he has that WWE style that everybody talks about, where you have your certain move set. We know how most of your matches are gonna play out, but I'm still okay with that. I still pop for all his moves when he does. Like the uh, clothesline into the insiguri, like I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, um, about the about the whole Joe Balor thing. I'm glad they said that they had matches in NXT because you know they pick and choose when they want to acknowledge yeah. that. And like I thought the brawl on the ramp was awesome. Yeah. And. One thing that I know, I know you got. I, I'm not, I don't know how both of you guys feel, but I know Ron's been down on this whole Survivor Series thing because it basically makes no sense, essentially because you hate each other. Why? Why are you off of SmackDown? Why are you off of Raw now? But the one thing we did like about last year's Survivor Series was there was actual feuds within the teams, so that actually built some intrigue. So now that Angle has Balor and Joe in the same team, 
that makes Team Raw a lot more interesting because Angle's job is also on the line, and these two just had a flat-out brawl. And even after Survivor Series, they Raw, hate each other. Raw doesn't have a pay-per-view until not even the month of December. Only Smith has a pay-per-view. So I hope Balor and Joe's a thing because you could tell that's going to be a thing for Monday night. And thank God they left that Bray Wyatt crap alone, even though he's <laughs> back on the road. Thank God. Don't ever go back to that well. But Balor and Joe is actually going to be a thing, and that's going to actually be a thing to look out at Survivor Series. Yeah, there will be a story about that within. You don't want to see the person versus the person, or the demon versus. Well, that's over. Yeah, it's the demon versus Sister Abigail now. <laughs> we didn't see it last month. I don't, don't know want to see it again. See it. Not excited by that. No. I told you guys that I was like ready to see it through. I was not excited for it, but I was like just ready to see what it was going to be. You got to take your medicine and deal with it. All I right, went, if you, yeah. If you had to pick right now, mm-hmm. worse, a more worse segment mm-hmm. that or the "This Is Your Life" Bailey segment. Oh, the Bailey one, which is worse. Yeah, I thought that "This Is Your Life" with Bailey was worse. Yeah, that thing bombed. It, it bombed, but I, I rather look at Alexa Bliss than Bray Wyatt. <laughs> this so. is true. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about the whole Samoa Joe Finn Balor thing, and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. I didn't at first when there were rumors about them feuding again. I was upset about it, but they drew me right back in with the match mm-hmm. and oh, the yeah. angle. Absolutely. Didn't take much, did yeah. it? And, nope, and not Finn, at all. Finn needs this. More Finn than really anything. needs it. Finn it's really he, needs. Something. He's had nothing. He, right. he, he's only had one feud since he's really been back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this and is not good a good feud. Him. Yeah, still doing better than Shinsuke. Yes, no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Orton beat Rusev. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's Rusev. Rusev Day. Who is Aiden English? Rusev Day. Here goes my I love Aiden English segment. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's so good. I hope they never stop doing. It. <laughs> and wait, the um, what did the announcer say? The About melodic what? tones of. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Now introducing the operatic. He said something yeah, that, uh, like off the wall that was so <laughs> such a good touch. It might have been operatic overtones or something like that. There, that's exactly um, what it was. Yeah, it is great. Anytime that he's out there, you know, dressed to the nines and singing, it's great. Uh, Rusev, that he's still celebrating Rusev Day. Every day is Rusev Day. I love it. I um, really hope these guys stay as a tag team. Aiden English, I don't care what anybody says. The guy makes it work. He does. Oh, yeah. He, he, he takes those 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and... He knocks it out of the park for me. It's a fun, enjoyable character. Um, the biggest story, I think, about this elimination match is that... Randy's awful hair. Yeah, well, that. But that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are not involved in it. And now we have reports that they've been sent home off of the tour. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. Just th- that segment with them and Shane and the New Day, I thought was great. <laughs> This is the best thing that's ever happened to Sami Zayn. Yes. Yo. Because he's so like irritating and aggravating and they've always talked about that. How but it's like he's irritating as like a nice guy. But now like he's irritating in like such an annoying way that you can't stand him. It's great. <laughs> hypocrite sa- hypocrite Sami Zayn is <laughs> yeah. the best thing in the world. They hit Kevin's music and you see Sami Zayn stomp <laughs> yes! out. Oh my gosh. I need to watch that gif. It was, there was a gif for it right away. I loved yeah. it. But the, it it hypocr- was awesome. But hypocrite Sami Zayn was so great. He said, 
me and Kevin would have invaded Raw. We would have took everyone out. But we're men of honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. We're men of honor. He said that Randy Orton didn't beat me. A low blow beat me. Like, you won with the low blow the week before that. He acted like that was something he would never do. Um, just him saying, like, telling Shane that he's not cool, I thought was great. You're not, don't ever do that again. And I love that the New Day was calling him Sam Zayn. I don't know why I love that so much, but I really did. Um, Kofi ended up beating Sammy in a match. Do we think that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were really sent home? Do we think this is them planting the seeds for their out of here and then they get their vengeance on SmackDown by costing them the elimination match? Well, a report said that they did something after the match that was, in, that was impromptu. On TV? Or yeah. What, I, what I, I heard, they were supposed to stay a little longer for the um, New Day to kind of get retaliation on, and they left. Leaving it, it was, the day it was something like that. I don't remember... I don't remember the whole thing. But That's it the was, way I understood it. That yeah, they, it le- they left before they were supposed to. Yeah, it was something oh. involved in on TV in that segment that they did wrong. And I know they were, like, screaming and shouting or something backstage. And that's what he got sent home. Interesting. But you don't think that this is a ploy to give them even more reason to cost Team SmackDown a match? I thought so, too. But or are they just back into this? I thought so, too. But, but I don't think so because they got booked for a match next week against the New Day. So they're back next week. Yeah, that, that, Actually, that's advertised. That yeah. yeah, just let him chill with his family. I don't care. As long yeah. as I get to see Sami Zayn, I hope they come out to <laughs> Kevin Owens' music again so I can see him stomp out of the backstage <laughs> area again. He's ska dancing, all right? <laughs> oh, wait. The New Day doing the Sami Zayn dance. <laughs> awesome. So good. Yeah, it was, really was a fun segment. Big E's a cut on Zayn? Yeah, pretty nice it, too. That was entertaining. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a really good segment. Obviously, Zayn and Owens are great. The New Day, while they seem to be up and down, people loving them and kind of getting tired of them. This was, this was the New Day kind of at their best. Just, just watch it. Yeah, it's so, unbelievable. So good. <laughs> Stop. Um, we mentioned the New Day. That could lead us into... Well, well, one more thing about yeah. this whole Survivor, Team Raw Survivor Series thing. You, you know that Cena got added. Jason Jordan just feels so out of place. So out here, of place. Especially with the fact that they... Like, like we said, like, about him being Angle's son. You can't stop and go with that when you want. That has to be a thing. Weekly. You can't just stop and go. You can't just say, oh, that's Kurt Angle's son. Like, you need to see him a cart every week. Yeah. To, to remember that. But they, they never do that. They just send him out there to have a match. They say, oh, that's Kurt Angle's son. But he does nothing with Kurt. No. Nah. So this isn't even like, like we said again, we said um, when he challenged the Miz at No Mercy in September. I liked what they did backstage, but they didn't do anything for it to be earned. And this isn't either. I think a good way to play this out, and I don't know if they're going to do this or not, uh, <laughs> I would say probably not, is to have Kurt Angle pull Jason from the team, say, listen, I need to make this move because this is a better decision for the brand, and kind of have Jason Jordan feel slighted and make a heel turn in a way. Well, well, see, he kind of gave Jason Jordan that speech of that's why he wants him on his team. Now, with Kurt's job on the line, nothing's come up about Kurt Angle's contract or anything like that. Right. So, I don't think Jordan would cost the match, even cost um, Team Raw the match, so Kurt could actually be gone. But I think that would be a nice swerve if he actually turned on somebody in the match. That would be very interesting because there's a lot of things you can actually do on this, on this Team Raw. 
and it's not unlike Team SmackDown. But he it just uh, he just feels so out of He's place. He's a sore here. thumb in this. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely. It's one of these things. Is not like the other. You run yeah. through the names and you're like, Jason yeah, it's like Jordan. Jason Jordan. But we'll get to something good <laughs> right now. Well, yes, uh, the new day pump faked under <laughs> siege part two when they showed up during the tag team title match between Cesaro and Sheamus. How'd you feel about Shane's explanation of this? Oh, just his explanation of oh, the new day. How you, how they took control of hashtag under siege. It's still, it doesn't help. <laughs> it's like they're trying. It's like we said, we know Brian Gerard James is listening. He's heard our critiques that it doesn't make sense. I'll, Brian, I'll give you credit. You are really busting your ass <laughs> to get us to understand why this makes sense. Unfortunately, it still doesn't. Like, there's no reason why Braun Strowman should want to team up with any of these other guys. There's no reason why Samoa Joe and Finn Balor should want to team up with each other. There's no reason why any of these guys should want to be on a team together to beat the other brand. So, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, the New Day... The New Day does not have an axe to grind with Monday Night Raw. Being on Monday Night Raw, like, they had everything. They were the longest reigning tag team champs of all time on Monday Night Raw. They didn't end up on SmackDown during the Superstar Shake-Up because... Raw said, we don't want you anymore. Yeah, and Byron said something about, oh, they got, they got traded to Raw. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they just ended up there, like everything, because none of that meant anything. Yeah. There were no trades. There was just, like, guys just showed up on one show one week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, I, I don't still don't think it's been adequately explained for me to for it to really make sense. Um, this was, like, one last shot for Sheamus and Cesaro against Seth and Dean. The New Day come out, cause a distraction. Sheamus and Cesaro are your new tag team champs. Now they're facing the Usos instead of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Bring so it on. Two big title changes on back-to-back nights. Yeah, are you guys happy with this playing out the way that it did? Well, also, this was... I, we were tagged in the Matt Madness Instagram from Elite Collector 215 about this title change. But the details weren't listed in the spoilers so me and him were going back and forth talking about I'm like oh man really they took away the match that I we wanted to see the most Ambrose and Rollins against the Usos because like two of those teams they've been killing it and having the best matches on their respective brands pay-per-views and I was upset about the title chain but then I saw the New Day come out and then after the after the t- after the match happened, the title changed hands. I had a thought, and I, all, all of a sudden, I was elated. I had the same thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> before when that match before the match started, Roman Reigns will be back on Raw Monday night. You're not leaving the Shield off of Survivor Series. You're not leaving New Day off Survivor Series. So, what Prep wanted, Brian Gerard James, three, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. digging mm-hmm. through the archives. <laughs> We're, it, looks like it looks like we're getting the Shield versus the New Day. And that's going to be, as much as we want to see them versus the Usos, it's debatable about what's the better in-ring combination, the New Day or the Usos. But no matter what, the four teams that have been killing it on pay-per-view are going at it, are going to go at it no matter what. Yeah. And even though we wanted Seth Rollins and Ambrose against the Usos, we're, we're still going to get Cesaro and Sheamus against the Usos, which is still going to be great. And we're also getting... The Shield versus, versus New the New Day, which is at, is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if it, go, it if it comes from an in ring perspective, 
when it comes stylistically, you want to see the Usos versus Cesaro and Sheamus because if you see the other teams together, it's just something like four guys flying around. Yeah. But exactly what I called when the Shield came back. I want to see the Shield versus the New Day, and now I'm getting it. Yeah, Brian Jar James was sitting in his office in Stanford. <laughs> said, you know what, that Preptagon Jr. <laughs> that Preptagon Jr., oh, my boy Elroy has a good point. <laughs> not, only does he have, not only does he have terrific hair, but he has a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous head of hair and a great point. Yeah, and then after, <laughs> How can I deny and then after the and then after the fact, I also thought the Shield don't doesn't need the tag team. Title. They're above the tag team titles, so this won't hurt them at all. And it no. was it was a good way to get it off of yeah. them. Like it was a good match. And the then, match was great. Like I loved that whole spot with Dirty Deeds and the Frog Splash. Yeah, and how the. Yep. Um, Cesaro came out of nowhere. They didn't even show him in the camera. He killed him. Yeah, he did. Like, Jesus. I thought for sure, 100%, that when I was watching the opening segment of SmackDown, you were eventually going to hear that Shield music break and you see him come down from the from the, from, from the rafters. Yeah, because... I was waiting. I was like, Yeah, because they, they were in the same arena, so the New Day... But the New Day took advantage of that, that they're in the same arena two nights in a row. But I do expect Raw to g- attack SmackDown on Tuesday night. Yeah, there will be something... This week coming up uh, on SmackDown, Gable and Benjamin had a title match against the Usos. It was not really much of a match. It was, no, it was weird. Quick. Gable, so quick. Gable kind of ran around the ring and took out Jay's knee. That looked like it hurt. Ring. Call back to when they took out his knee when he was in American Alpha a few months ago. So I guess this is going to be a thing going forward. My thing was why? Why was he so excited? They won my countout. I think. I don't know. I Just think a moral he was, victory. Because he's a dork. <laughs> I think he was excited that he basically got payback. So are they heel or what now? I don't know. I don't think they're heel. And that's kind of the problem. I think I they're heel. Cause I'm, cause, like, I think they're heel too. Well, they cheated two weeks ago or three yeah, weeks against ago. against a New Day. Mm-hmm. And like they get no reaction. Those were, they were coming off that whole New Day stuff. And they showed, they showed their respects to the New Day. So was that basically their face turn or whatever? It's not. It's real unclear. Yeah, it could be. I I didn't really even think that far into it that they may now have to make them a babyface team because they're going to be up against uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the, I think that Benjamin and Gable are kind of tweeners. Like I, they could be something totally different when we see them next week. But I I looked at it like he got his knee taken out by the Usos months ago when he was still in American Alpha. And this was, yeah, this was his opportunity to kind of get them back for it. And I don't know if that knee injury plays a part in the Survivor Series match or not. Or if maybe they get a rematch on SmackDown. Yeah, they'll probably get a rematch. Next week. But it, it'll be interesting to see going forward if the Usos... The Usos should not be baby faces. Like, just leave them alone. Let them yeah, do they're, what they're doing. Yeah, they're wrong with the gimmick they have now, mm-hmm. and I love it. So I, I don't see any reason to change it. Yeah, something we didn't even talk about was the promo prior to the match that was another like i said ever since they switched to this character these promos have been great and it's always just one thing why couldn't they say um penitentiary at the same time mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah there's no reason yeah but it was good up to that that's just the slightest of nitpicks it's nitpick when it's such an easy thing to get right yeah like it doesn't ha- you don't have to get that wrong but they they seem to always do it um, I only complain because I'm a WWE fan and I have to complain. Yeah, there, there has to be some some nitpick. Yep. Uh, anything else from the tag division? Any anybody wants to mention before we move on to the women? 
There's one thing I would love to see mm-hmm. from the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> like whenever they do something f- other than a vignette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, whenever they face Brazongo, I want them to bring the hammer out, and I want. Breeze and Don will try to pick up the hammer, but they can't pick it up like a mil- <laughs> like a Milnir, <laughs> Thor style. I, I, yeah, I, I want I want I want them to act like the hammer is Milnir, and they can't pick it up. That's that's all. Well, you from your lips to Brian Gerard's ears, <laughs> we will see it happen. You know what I am happy that's about too idea. that I did want to bring up on the show. What I do want to see that Damnation episode with Luke Harper. I don't know if you saw the commercial for that, but. Everything that they said while they were plugging the show is so true. Like, when you see Luke Harper, he's such a character. And obviously, we get garbage with him on WWE, but he's so much more than that. Yeah, we've had like little spurts of like really good stuff with him, but nothing sustained. So it is cool that he got a chance to be on a TV show where he got to just play a character. Yeah, and I'm excited to see it. I don't even know what the show is about. I don't care, but I will watch the episode with him on it. It looks like a knockoff, like. American Horror Story. Oh, uh, okay. What's it called? Damnation? Damnation, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I could be completely wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> well, you could be right. Just as likely that you're right about it. Uh, women's division, we have either Natty or Charlotte against Alexa Bliss. Uh, they both, both champions just had like interview segments this week. I don't think either one of them did anything other than that. Uh, Alexa called Natty an eccentric cat lady. And I like that she, I don't know if she unveiled this or just the first time I took notice of it, that she said she was the two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, the two-time Raw Women's Champion, and two plus two equals one goddess. I was like, you know what, that's pretty good. Um, Natty is now in a championship match against Charlotte on SmackDown this week. They is this another title change? Would you rather see th- Natty, and, Natty and Alexa? I think Charlotte wins here because... Remember last week, Natty said, I wish I could join you guys' team. Yeah. Now she'll get her wish. <laughs> yeah, she'll, I think she'll get her wish here. And I will look out for Carmella, too, because I'm really interested to see what they do with Carmella. If she doesn't cash in here, I think she cashes in at Survivor Series. It'll be interesting. I I don't know what to think, really. Would you rather see Charlotte or do you want to see Natty and Alexa? Prep? I'd rather see Natty. But Alexa has been low-key killing it. Yeah. Or... Um, er, Who'd I say? Alexa? He said Alexa. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, her too. Not low-key, though. She's just been killing it. Yeah. But Carmella has been low-key killing it. Like, there's certain things that she does that I just love her character right now. Yeah, I I think they'll have Charlotte in there for the match because I think that'll be a better match. I'm not sure how Alexa versus Carmella will actually look and or play off, but I think Charlotte versus Alexa is a better match to play off of, and I think Car- Carmella cashes in in that match. Hmm. Joseph, would you rather see Natty and Alexa or Charlotte and Alexa? As far as uh, in ring, I'd probably see. I'd rather see uh, Charlotte and Alexa. I mean, I like Natty and I like what she's done with the title. Um, I'm not over, but I think the better match would be here would be Charlotte for sure. Do you think Charlotte is the champion going into Survivor Series? No. So you think it's going to be Natty? I do. I still like the idea of Carmella cashing in on the Raw Women's Champion. That would be awesome. Like, way to throw a wrench in it. Have her switch shows at the same time. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Be unique. I like it. And then everybody on the Raw roster just hate her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a perfect way to send her to that show. You know what they? You know what there were shades of this week, Alo? What? 
Sasha Banks heel turn. <laughs> oh, for the first time. For the first time ever. Were there, was there? There was. Yeah, we've never we've never had hints towards that before. We've we've never discussed it on this show that that might happen. How ne- we never discussed it. We never no, mapped. We never mapped out no, storylines. I, I was playing in. All right. An- another I'm acting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot I'm convincing. That is how convincing you were that I didn't I know. know you were acting. Another great women's thing that we're probably going to gloss over, and Ayla's going to love this. Captain Alicia. I'm never going to gloss over that. Oh man. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> we'll uh, get to Alicia that. Alicia Fox. Yeah, the, but first. Um, yeah, you know, we might as well just get right to that. Uh, Sasha and Bailey had a match against Alicia, Captain Alicia Fox and Nia Jax. Um, Bailey and Sasha both want to be added as those final two spots in the elimination match. Sasha taps Alicia Fox, and the captain, who had already chosen Asuka earlier in the night, decides. You know, Sasha. Not only do I want you on this team, I need you on this team. But leaves Bailey out. Bailey looked dumbfounded. Alicia Fox is the best captain <laughs> in modern Survivor Series history. <laughs> yes, she is. What is she, so this is your captain speaking. Please put up your folding tables. <laughs> I was dead. The hat, the shirt, the sound effects. Yeah, everything she's doing is. Is incredible as team captain, and then like even after Sasha beat her, just the whole fact of like Alicia got taken to school. Mm-hmm. It's like I want you, I want you, I want you. Yeah, like <laughs> I hate you, but I want you on my team. I need you. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I like that she's actually getting to be the captain, as opposed to they just say she's the captain and whoever's on the team is on the team. She's actually going out and picking the players for her own team, yeah. which I think is good. It's awesome. Uh, now, when you mentioned the shades of a Sasha Banks heel turn, do you mean like how happy she was that she got chosen and Bailey didn't? Yeah, and then they post the picture on um, WWE.com. You see Sasha celebrating and Bailey looking at her like, you really just did that. Yeah. What if Bailey turns heel? She's, she's mentioned it before. As long as. I would like it if she acts like Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> Just do ex- exactly what he's doing right now. She's like, you know come what? Dance, this is working. Come, yeah. da- come dancing out, scowling to uh, Kevin Owens music. Yeah. Come out stomping. Yeah, because, like, the whole Bailey thing, like, it's, it's based. They misbooked her from the second she got up. I don't think it's going very well as much as they thought. Like, we thought she could have been, like, girl John Cena, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't worked out in that way at all. No. And. You know how WWE well, they made her a joke too often. Yeah, and then you know how WWE like they like to push their women onto certain into certain things. Yes, like into the into the media and all the and um all the like spotlights and award shows. You don't see Bailey doing that stuff. No, like you'll see Sasha, Charlotte, and all the other women doing that stuff, but you don't see Bailey doing that stuff. So a Bailey heel turn may actually be something they could really benefit from. It would breathe life into her. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting because I do think, like, nobody expects it. Like, nobody really see, is going to see it. It would give life to her. It would give life to the division. It would set up some interesting matchups. It would do a lot. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. Asuka and Nia are on the same team in this elimination match. I don't know how they could even pretend Team SmackDown has any chance of winning <laughs> with those two in the match. Um, but getting to SmackDown... The thing I really wanted to talk about in the women's division. We create this too. We did. 
Becky challenged <laughs> Carmella to a match, I guess with team captaincy on the line? I don't remember that. I think it was. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe I just was hoping that was it. <laughs> Carmella declined, but said that James was going to... <laughs> James Ellsworth was going to fight Becky himself. And I loved everything about this. <laughs> the little backstage segment oh, outside the so locker great. room. You're a woman. We're in Manchester. Yeah, we're in Manchester. <laughs> this isn't Womanchester. I thought it was great. Uh, all the other women around the ring I thought was a nice uh-huh. touch. But his something about the combination of his cheetah print trunks. With Carmella's face. Yes. And the red boots. The swagger down to the ring. Like poking, as if he was like poking like, his chest out. Yeah, like, like he was such a tough guy. Like he was he diesel was, or something. Yeah, so confident. And Telling then, Car- Carmella to stay back. Yeah. And then every time he did something to Becky, he was like so proud of himself. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Becky ultimately taps him out, which was great, and then Carmella hits him with the super kick. Barely lands it. Barely lands it. But is this? Is it over? Nope. I I hope it's not. Nope. That that's why that's why I said I think Carmella's cashing in because. Did you see the dot com after this? I did not. Well, Carmella said, "Well, James isn't going to be in the doghouse tonight." The legit doghouse. <laughs> so, like, I think this is still a thing. It's kind of gets you to forget about this, so to think that James Elbers has moved on. But I think that Carmella does cash in Sunday. I mean, thir- Tuesday or Sunday, and James Elbers is going to be a part of it. Because, like, you know, they, they they like to do that stuff. Like, try to get you to forget. Like, oh, they're not together anymore. But actually, get them the um, actually, throw a swerve. Yeah, I think they're definitely still together. I think it was just a reaction to what James Ellsworth said backstage. Yeah, and she was disciplining him. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> I gotta show you. There's this clip of the live event tonight. All the oh, women, yeah. <laughs> all the women gave Ellsworth their finisher. <laughs> Even Lana. Lana has what a finisher. Her finisher. Yeah. The, um, the whole fate, the, the Bella, Bella Buster. Buster. Thing. Oh, okay, that's right. I forgot about. All that. All the women gave him. They're finished. I've seen her do that barefoot enough that I yeah. should have. <laughs> to Summer Rae? Yeah, like barefoot in a skirt. That was the last time you saw Summer Rae in a ring. Uh-huh. Really? That was the last time? Yep. The last time we probably ever will, right? As long as I see her. Huh? As long as I see her. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this was awesome. Though. Did, it, did everybody else enjoy this as much as I did? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another note on the women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that Emma is okay. She's uh, hanging out. <laughs> She's hanging out in Iceland right now, and she's coming back home soon. Yeah, she's coming so, back uh, home to you soon. I'm running her booking emails. Okay. Getting a ton of them. Yeah, you can't even oh, keep yeah. up with it. Tanil is coming home. <laughs> Mrs. Prepson, Miss Prepson. <laughs> I can't wait to see her come back. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with her. If you guys are lucky, I'll bring her November 18th. <laughs> we'll be waiting yep. for it on November 18th. Uh, cruiserweights, I don't have a whole lot to really say. No. Because uh, I really just don't like watching Enzo. Do you have anything to say about the bruiserweight? It was cool that he came out. I How do you think a... he came off on television? I mean, I know it's biased because he's in, you know, when they were in Scotland, they brought out Noam Dar, and yeah. it was awesome. And then look at him now, you mm-hmm. know. I thought it was cool they brought him out there. I especially cool because I didn't know he was coming out. I didn't see a spoiler for it. And I really didn't expect it either. Um, I mean, I thought he came across fine. No better. I don't think he came across as well as he has previously. Yeah, definitely. 
I don't know if some of that is Enzo's fault. I thought he came across pretty well. I thought he felt like a big deal. It felt like a big deal when he came out, but I don't think like the match was kind of... Well, when he came out, it, was it definitely felt like a big deal. Like He got a great reaction. Yeah, I mean, obviously the match isn't going to be anything. But it's just talking. I just was wondering how he came off to you, like as a personality coming out, like yeah, in front of that crowd, he came across as a big deal. Um, I just wonder, will he come across as a big deal? Would he come across as a big deal if that he would have come out like that in like you know Austin, Texas, Bangor, Maine? Yeah, Bangor, <laughs> Maine. Well, he is a heel. <laughs> So obviously in the UK he's a baby face. Yeah. Well he but got a, he is a heel. Well he got a big pop at Takeover Chicago. He did. That's also an NXT crowd. Yeah, though, that's, so. a, that's a small and crowd. It's, and it's Chicago. It's an NXT crowd, and it really wasn't that long that long after, like the UK show, right? Like the actual tournament. It was, it was four months after. Was it that long? Yeah. Wow. That's another one. Tyler Bate. I feel like he could be a. Like a prominent player in that division too. I, I just feel like he has a personality, and again we go back to the word. He has like a swagger about him. Like he's just yeah. likable. It's something yeah. about that wave he does. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's just something I like. But Enzo, this is like one of those like shut up Enzo things. It was long. It was long and ridiculous. I was like, what is he talking about? Stop it! And then Kurt Angle comes out, and then Pete Dunne. Very disappointed he had the, he didn't have the the belt in his mouth. Yeah, Vince was like, no, that's my belt. No, take out your mouth. <laughs> it's not a belt. It's a title. It's a title. Yeah, it's, it's a, a damn title. Yeah, yeah, I was just upset about that. And you gotta I, tell I, Donovan that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys caught Corey Graves. He was gold during his match. He's like, hold on, be quiet. I think Enzo's applying a wrestling move. <laughs> 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 so great. <laughs> But it did feel a little flat. I did want more for Pete Dunne in his, in, in, on his Raw debut. But at the same time, what are they doing with this whole UK division? They were on 205 Live, too. And then, like, we heard, we saw that we were getting um, Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver as a dark, as a dark match, unfortunately. But what are you doing this UK division? Is it, is it really a dark match, though, if you think about it? Or is it going to be one of those things where it's just going to air the next week? That's that, that's the thing I'm ta- that's the thing I don't understand because they do the they do the TV taping before, so like is this legit going to be a dark match? Yeah, start off the show hot. I think it's silly not to have it as part of the show. Finish with a title change, like especially if you're going to announce it like it's a big deal. Why not have it on the show? I, I just don't. don't I don't understand. That. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. It's WWE. Yeah, I guess there really is yeah. no way to. Answer. Chances are, though, we'll probably see it the next week. They're not just going to throw a match like that out there and let yeah. it be. Because I need to see that. Yeah, we will see it. <laughs> I have no doubt we will see it like soon. I just think it should be part of the actual show. If you're going to announce it on social media, like it's important. Yeah, because I think there may be like some social media backlash that actually makes them do that. Put it on the show. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it didn't they... work with Starcade, so. <laughs> True, but that could be, that could be more of like a financial thing. Yeah, like we're, be... we're paying more money to now broadcast this live. How excited are you to really see Starcade though? Like, I just want to see the Rock and Roll Express versus the Club. That's just me, but that's because I'm a weirdo. Like, I want to see <laughs> dumb matches like that. But Natty and Charlotte, we've seen them bunch of times like all these other matches that we've seen like 
just because it has the name, that's why we're excited to see it? Nah, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm but not. Is it? Is it really? Stupid. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not excited. You're necessarily stupid. excited for it. I, I do think there's a. Well, when is that thing even? The week. Um, is it 25th? Of November? Yeah, I think it's that Saturday. I think it's not this. Two weeks, two Saturdays from now. A couple days after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the week before. Or the day the week, before. The week after Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else anyone else wants to get into from WWE? That was everything I had in my notes. That's it for me. Prep, Joseph? That's, I got it. That's it. No, I mean, the only thing I want to get off is not wrestling bases. I just want to get pay my respects to a hell of a pitcher and even a better man. Um, the loss of Roy Holiday and his family. Much love. Yeah. Yeah, that really bummed me out. Yeah, Roy Halladay, it's interesting. There's, in Philadelphia sports, I feel like we never get to feel like our teams are like the team. Like We might have a really good team, but we're always secondary. Like when the Eagles were really good, we were secondary to the Patriots. Or when the Sixers were really good, they were secondary to the Lakers. Or the Flyers, you know, they lost, they've lost in Stanley Cup finals three or four times in my lifetime. They're always, like, good, but in, in 97 when they had Lindros and LeClaire, they were secondary to the Detroit Red Wings. That Phillies team won a World Series in 2008, went back to the World Series in 2009, and I think they still felt secondary. And then Roy Halladay came here, and I feel like the Phillies didn't seem secondary anymore. It was like they were the team. In and he was a hell of a pitcher. Yeah, they, they didn't win the World Series, but... They won 102 or 103 games the one year. They were the favorite to win the World Series, I think, both of the years that he was here. Uh, yeah, he was an unbelievable pitcher. He was a great teammate. He was a great example to younger guys. Um, he was great in the community. He was He's like a fun guy. He wasn't like a big personality, but I think he had like a lot of fun behind the scenes. Worth that ethic. Yeah. Next to none. Yeah, like off the charts. So, yeah, Roy Halladay, it's it's sad to hear. Only 40 years old, which is crazy. Uh, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, Joseph. Yeah, that like I said, that made me real. Like, I was so bummed out. My mom texted me about it. And I just remember I had mentioned before the show, I worked at Citizens Bank Park uh, that run. And when he yeah. threw the Doctober no-no, yeah. as we know... <laughs> At the game one of the against the Reds, yep. I was there, and I just remember the atmosphere. There was I was standing by the bridge, and there's this dude. Every time Bronson got up, the guys just screaming Bronson, <laughs> Bronson. <laughs> like I just remember so much about that run and Roy Holiday, a class act. The dude was so good, and it's just sad to see somebody pass like that. It is. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the no hitter. My father, who, like, I love dearly, he's, like, one of the sweetest people you could ever meet. Uh, he's not as good of a communicator as I am. So we don't, I don't think we have the easiest time, like, having, like, deep conversations with each other, like, really sharing things with each other. But the one thing that's always, like, been a connector for us is sports. And, I like, I remember I was working at Borders Bookstore at the time. Um... I left early because it was an afternoon game. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to just go watch this game with my dad. I think he may have like, just had his heart surgery a couple months before that, so he wasn't back at work yet. 
And I remember going over to his house, watching the game with him, and like, who expects that you're going to watch a work <laughs> one outing, watch, watch a watch playoff no hitter? But like, one of my favorite sports memories with my dad is like sitting there watching Roy Halladay pitch that no hitter, and neither one of us wanting to mention that it's happening because we don't want to jinx it. But like, it was <laughs> Under a great, rule. yeah, it was like a great moment. It was like a, a cool memory that I have with my dad, and yeah, owe it to to Roy Halladay. Um, so, with that being said, do we have any listener questions this week? Yes. We have one from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Does Jinder go down as the worst WWE champion of all time? Man. Kind of talked about it before a little bit. I mean, it's close. I don't know if he's the worst of all time, but it's definitely up there. Was Bill ever the WWE champion? No. <laughs> okay. Well, he really, all- really took the wind out of my sails. Yeah, that, yeah, that, no, that eliminates no. one. No. He was the world's <laughs> heavyweight champion. Worst WWE champion of all time. That that's kind of like really hard to to think about. I think Laugh would say Diesel is the worst champion of all time because he was the worst drawing champion. Well, that that's a part of my argument. But go ahead, keep going. I can't think of anyone right off the top of my head that's worse than him. I'd have to dig research, but I don't think he was the worst. Alo, who do you got? You might as well make your case. I think Prep is is doing his research right now. Now, I I think he will go down as the worst because even though Diesel was the worst drawing champion of all time, that was during a lower era because, like I said, that gap between what ninety four and well, ninety three ninety six wrestling wasn't it was in a low, it was at a low point. But Diesel is known as the lowest drawing champion, but. He's a icon in the business of professional wrestling, so he'll actually be remembered as, as a WWE champion. Right. Jinder Mahal, you'll never remember him as WWE champion. I I don't even think that they'll even show like video packages or highlights of him actually as the champion. Just you know that they like to put together like clips of the champion with like these um, video packages showing off their champions or whatever. Like the number that he became champion is iconic or whatever, but I don't. It's nothing that they'll actually even. Revisit like even Vince winning, beating Triple H, that went down as a big moment. Even though he only had the title for three days, that 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 moment still stands the test of time. They still pop all the time. Show it. You may forget he was WWE champion, but he vacated the title right away, and he's still known as a WWE champion. Gender nobody remember because even I just said earlier in the show, nobody's gonna care that he's gone. He's not gonna be missed. And he's not – who knows if he'll even be a focal point going forward. Right. Yeah, I have my answer. Who? Psycho Sid. Hmm. Interesting one. It was awful. Worse than gender, though? Yes. I can see how that would be painful. Recency bias. <laughs> Psycho Sid didn't have a stable to help him seem a little more interesting. Yeah, but I, like even though they, they revisit Sid at times, too, but I don't think they'll ever really revisit this. Yeah, Sid held the title twice. Yeah, to make a truly like definitive answer. I mean, there are guys that I just hated from back in the day when I stopped watching, or the guys that made me stop watching. Oh, I get talk, on talk, there. talk about somebody you you hate. Listen to Throwback Madness on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I could throw Randy Orton on there because I just always hated him. But that's more of like Personal. that was yeah that was when I was kind of like these guys just aren't the guys that I loved. So I hate them because they're not them. Like I could throw Batista on there. But that's not really. That's just that's just hate. 
Or you could say the ultimate warrior. <laughs> now, if you said world heavyweight champion, I'll say Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, yeah. That's the first name that comes that, to mind. Other than that, if you're just saying WWE, gender. But if it's like if you're saying the world title as a whole, I'll just give you Jack Swagger. If you say ECW, I say Ezekiel Jackson. <laughs> the last one. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say that gender is on the short list of worst champions of all time. There's not many that come to mind either. There's, no, because there hasn't usually, been like bad champions. No, usually they go on someone who's like relevant and a big deal. Yeah. Like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, like he was that popular at that time. Uh-huh. And he was the next guy. And I, I think he one he was never gonna live up to what Hogan had done the four or five years prior, but he was up there. Like he's one of the most legendary guys in WWF E history. So, he wasn't actually good at wrestling, Not but at he was like a star. I, I think he's on the, on the short list. Who'd you say was the worst? Ayla, you said you think he will go down as I the worst? I think he will, because I don't think they'll ever revisit that. Because, like like you said, even they always go through like these highlight packages or whatever. And, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I said, we always say the in-ring stuff doesn't always matter. But I don't think they'll even revisit anything unless they're doing an India package. You say yeah. that, but I mean, you also say in the same breath that with the India tour ahead, they could go back. Yeah, yeah, they, they could go back to it too. But it's still him as champion, like Prep said, since a two-time champion. I don't think they'll even like really revisit this. And who knows where he goes from here? They had the India tour, yeah. But as a whole, in the long run, that when in, um, when you go down history. Years from now, will you ever talk about Jinder Mahal, or even remember who that is? No, like the fact that he's fifty. Yeah, will make him probably at least somewhat memorable, but yeah. probably not really. No, I, in ten years, I don't think people will really be looking back on. I'll keep it alive. <laughs> yeah, the ten Jinder years, Mahal. I'll remind everybody. This the sick thing is, I could see you holding on to that <laughs> for ten years, waiting to bring it up to everyone. Yep, and be I on my notes. You, I could see you throwing a ten-year anniversary of the day he won the title. Tinder. <laughs> I'll play. I'll even play the theme song. Was <laughs> it? <laughs> was it SummerSlam? He won it, or was it before Backlash? SummerSlam? Backlash. Okay. Um, is that everything? Does Joey have a pick, or he gonna wait till next week? Oh, I completely forgot to ask him, so I think we'll we'll wait till next week. Your pick for December for Throwback Madness. Yeah, yeah, next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that one's on me, guys. As our truth would say, that one's on me. Um, so thank you, Laugh, for the question. I don't have a real creative way to do this this week, but I have to squeeze it in every week before we get out of here. Basketball season is underway. The real basketball season for the real teams doesn't really start until Christmas Day. <laughs> so, LeBron, you still got some time to kill. It doesn't really matter that much yet. Uh, you just beat the Greek Freak the night before we recorded this. Greek Freak dominated, though. Yeah, but Le- LeBron's still the best player in the game. The throne is waiting for you, LeBron. The king, I would like to see him sitting in that throne on Matt Madness unsanctioned. So when you get the opportunity, take the time, 30 to 60 minutes, to sit down and talk a little bit about pro wrestling. King James. <laughs> LeBron, anytime you're ready, it, when you're getting ready for the finals and if you're ever down in the series again if, and if you come back and win from 3-1, you can also you can always troll the team you beat by going to WrestleCrate.com and using code promo code MADNESS for 10% of your order. You never know what you're going to get in the box. You never know. And then while you're at, while you're at that, shoot over to whatamaneuver.net and grab your Matt Madness gear to embrace the madness and 
Also, after that, while you have you have a lot of time <laughs> on those plane rides home, so you can go to Colinova.com and use promo code MattMan for ten percent off your order as well. Yes. I think you look hella good in a Matt Man this shirt. What? He would look great. And maybe a onesie also, just saying. Yeah, well, if he, if he has a celebratory baby after they win a title again. No, LeBron's a onesie. Oh, you want to see LeBron in the onesie? Yeah. All right, well, I'll take it. If it means he's representing Matt Madness, he can wear the onesie. Uh, so that is it. Everybody listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Stay tuned for another edition of The Perfect Edge. Uh, we will have another unsanctioned for you soon. Throwback Madness Survivor Series 02 on Monday. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rottermill. For... Bringing the drum. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Aguina. Your boy, Elroy. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the ladies call... Well, we call him Alo. The ladies call him <laughs> Alo. Alo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans marking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.